Hey guys, welcome to The Nursing Co-op. I am so excited that you're here. On this podcast, our goal is to build your confidence, expand your knowledge, and create a supportive, cooperative community for nurses, one nurse at a time. My name's Ashley. I'm a registered nurse on a mission to empower nurses to build meaningful careers and change nursing culture along the way. In our time together, I hope to share my experiences, provide you with resources, and create a space where you can find your footing as a nurse without judgment. We will unravel nursing topics and make connections with amazing guests to give you all of the tools that you need to build an incredible life and career. I believe that it takes a village to build a strong nurse. We are your village. This is The Nursing Co-op. What's up, guys? Welcome back to The Nursing Co-op. I'm really excited that you guys are here because we are going to be chatting about how to recognize burnout in yourself or in somebody else. Specifically, we are going to be chatting about what I believe are the top five signs that you may be burning out in your career. And this can apply to any of us. It doesn't just have to be nurses, but I do think that burnout is so common amongst nurses and other healthcare workers that this is a really important conversation to have. Really quick before we dive in, I do want to thank our first sponsor of this podcast, which is Gut Personal. There are so many incredible things that I could say about this company, but some of my favorites are that it is female funded and female ran. Bridget Carroll is a registered dietitian and leads gut personal, and she is on a mission to end gut issues for everyone. And these are not just any supplements. These are personalized to you and what your gut needs are. They have an incredible quiz that takes five minutes to take that then recommends the supplements that are right for you. There are also options that you can pay for to meet with a registered dietitian to actually discuss any gut issues that you're having and get your personalized recommendations and really dive deep into those supplements, what they're doing for you and other things you can be doing for your gut health. So there's so many options for all of us. But I personally love the Miracle Worker, which is their magnesium. I take it at night and I have seen such a difference in my sleep and my stress and my recovery time. I also take their booster probiotic and their prebiotic because I am someone who has had a fair number of gut issues. I find myself getting bloated a lot. I find myself getting stomach pains randomly. I've tried to eliminate a bunch of foods and I haven't found a lot of things that work. But since taking these supplements, I added these in over a month ago now. So I really wanted to test them out before I said anything to you guys. But since taking them, I was in Italy and ate all the dairy, which is something I have really cut out of my life. I ate all the dairy while I was in Italy and did not have one single stomach issue. And since I've been taking these, I've found such improvement in my gut health and my mood in general, my energy in general. And I'm really excited to see how that continues to advance and grow. If you are interested in taking the quiz and maybe trying some supplements out for yourself to see if they can help support your gut and your overall health altogether, I will link the quiz down below in the show notes. And you can use my code TNC10 to save 10% off your order 
They are also always having tons of sales where you can save even more. They have bundles where you can save even more money on top of my code. So definitely go check them out. If you have any questions about the supplements or any questions about my experience, please send me a message. I'm always happy to answer any questions for you. If you had to choose one product to start with, I would highly recommend the Miracle Worker. It tastes delicious if you choose the powder form. And most of us could use some extra magnesium. Magnesium is so crucial in our energy and in our sleep quality. So we can all use it as nurses. Again, my code is TNC10. Definitely add that in at checkout to save a little bit of extra money when you're trying your supplements. And thank you so much to Gut Personal for sponsoring this podcast. Let's dive right back in to our topic for this week. So burnout can be so elusive. Sometimes it creeps up on you. I don't know about you guys, but I've certainly experienced this where I suddenly woke up on the other side of burnout, not even realizing that how I had gotten there. When I was in the ICU, I really started to experience these symptoms, experience these things. And it took me a while to even recognize what was happening. I just thought that I was tired from the job. I was just going through the motions and I didn't realize how much of an impact that it was having on my life outside of work. So let's talk about these things so that you can start to see them in case this is happening to you or maybe one of your coworkers or if it could happen in the future. And again, this is for anyone. This is not just for nurses. Burnout can happen anywhere, but we are definitely at a higher risk with our high stress job. So the first one is compassion fatigue. This is humongous. Compassion fatigue is essentially a decreased ability to empathize or feel compassion for others. You may see this manifest at work or at home. So if you are a caregiver at home, if you're a parent or if you're caring for an older adult or an older child, you may find that you have less patience for the people in your life, whether that is your patients or your family at home or whoever you might be caring for. You have less patience. You're more irritable, more cynical. At work, you may struggle to really empathize with your patients and their situation. Whereas most of us, as as we're starting out as nurses, before compassion fatigue can set in, we think of our patients and know that they are in the worst time of their lives, that they are in a lot of pain. And you can feel, we feel bad for that pain. We want to help them however we can. You know, we bring them blankets, we try and comfort them. We are that compassionate person in our patient's life. That's that's part of being a nurse. That's a really important part of being a nurse. And when we lose that ability, when we are no longer empathizing with our patients, when we are just kind of writing off what they're experiencing, when we, when we are more irritable, when we just don't have time to deal with our patients, when we're annoyed with them constantly, that is when compassion fatigue may be happening. And you are at a much higher risk of compassion fatigue in areas that are more acute. So places like the ER, the ICU, step-down units, high-stress units accelerate compassion fatigue. That does not mean that you cannot have compassion fatigue anywhere else, of course. But if you are in an area like that, make sure that you're really watching for compassion fatigue to set in because we can kind of desensitize to what's going on and burnout is a lot faster in areas that are extremely high stress where there is a ton of trauma like loss, death, extreme injury, things like that. The second piece, the second sign that I want to talk about is when you dread going to work every single shift. 
So when you are driving in and you hate that you have to go to work, maybe you're crying on your way to work. Maybe you're doing everything you can to avoid going to work. Maybe you've had thoughts like, I wish that I was sick so that I didn't have to go or even worse, things like what if I got in an accident and then I I got to be off of work for three months because I have an injury. I know that sounds extreme for some of you. I have felt those things and I know that I cannot be the only one. So if you've ever felt extreme things like that, really, where you're almost wishing that something bad would happen so that you didn't have to go to work, that is a huge red flag. And this, that's an extreme. It may also be just that you dread it every single day. You shouldn't hate going to work every single day of your life. Should you love it every day? I mean, ideally, but probably not. But you shouldn't be miserable, crying, extraordinarily anxious, just so stressed every single time you're walking into work. That is not okay. That's not healthy. That is not sustainable. And that is a huge red flag that you may be burning out or that you may be on the wrong unit. That's another piece that we could talk about on another episode. But it is a huge sign that you could be experiencing burnout at your job. And real talk, when I was in the thick of it in the ICU on nights when I was really kind of struggling and really starting to burn out after COVID and everything else, I was even thinking about like accelerating our timeline to having kids because if I got pregnant, then I would be able to take leave off of work for maternity leave or I would have a reason to leave altogether. Like I had these types of thoughts and that's not normal. That is not something you should be thinking about. So if you can, if that resonates with you, I'm, I feel you. And I know that that is alarming and that is so uncomfortable and stressful to experience when it's associated with something that you're doing so often. Your job is huge. So if you have those types of thoughts, please recognize that as a sign of burnout, recognize that or as a sign that maybe this isn't the right place for you and let's take some action. So that is another huge red flag, dreading going to work or even wishing that something difficult or horrible would happen so that you had an excuse not to go. Okay, red flag number three is that you stop doing things that you care about outside of work. This is a huge sign of depression in general um, or just a mental health struggle is when you lose interest in things that you typically would care a lot about. So depression, anxiety, just extreme sadness, all of those things go along with burnout often. So that sign is a sign of depression, but also a sign of burnout. So let's recognize it as both. So if you normally love rock climbing, if you are normally going horseback riding, if you normally knit or read books or things that you love doing, your hobbies, the things that light you up outside of work, if you are no longer interested in doing those things, if you feel like you have no energy to do those things, or if you're just not interested at all in the things that used to bring you joy, that is a red flag. That is a huge sign of burnout because it's starting to bleed into your life outside of work. That is when the burnout is not just with your job, it's now spreading to other parts of your life. And that is how burnout can quickly bring us down. That is how nurses leave the profession is when burnout causes such extreme destruction in their entire lives, not just their work life. 
This may also be in the form of you not taking care of yourself the way that you normally would. So if you are someone who normally eats a certain way or you like to exercise regularly or you engage in certain self-care practices normally and you've stopped doing those things, that is 100% a sign that you may be burning out in your profession or that you may be experiencing some other sort of mental health issue. And that is something that needs to be addressed regardless of the cause. So let's recognize these things as issues that we need to address, things that we need to recover from and give attention to and energy to so that we can heal from them. So burnout is huge and is often a big cause of all of these things. Sign number four is new ailments or health issues that might be popping up for you. And this relates back to what we just talked about. Maybe you are neglecting your normal health practices that you uh, typically engage in to take care of yourself. Maybe you're neglecting those things and now your health is suffering for it. Or maybe the stress that is coming along with burnout is wreaking havoc on your body overall. So you may find yourself getting sicker more often. You may find that you have injuries that you didn't normally have. You may be experiencing chronic pain, issues sleeping, insomnia, gut issues, mood swings, like health issues, mental health issues in general, new ones that weren't there before. This is often related to the impact of stress on our bodies when we are experiencing burnout. So stress wreaks havoc on us. And this can be caused by a number of things, but burnout is ultimately a source of stress. It's caused by chronic stress that you're experiencing at work, as well as trauma that you may be experiencing at work. Both of those things combine and cause burnout, which leads to all of these symptoms. So stress is extremely impactful for us. So if you're having new illnesses and health issues, that is a sign that something's going on that we need to address. And then lastly, the fifth sign is mood swings and mental fatigue. So new fatigue. This is not just your normal, I'm tired, I work night shift and I'm a nurse. This is extreme. This is you falling asleep in the middle of the day when you normally don't do that. This is you don't have the energy to do the things that you love anymore. This is that you find yourself sleeping until noon when most of your life you've been an early riser, sleeping through your alarm altogether and then experiencing that stress. Mood swings are uh, irritability. You may go from highs to lows really fast. It may be unpredictable to you. All of those things, those mental health impacts are caused, again, by that stress and that trauma that's coming from the burnout. So five things that I want you guys to recognize and remember so that you can identify burnout in yourself or in somebody else. And this may be happening to you right now. If you resonate with the things that we're talking about today, that might be a sign that you need to reach out to get some help or just start to take some steps to make some changes in your life that can help support this and help you recover from burnout. So five things, compassion fatigue. This is when you're just getting really cynical and losing patience with your loved ones or your actual patients. Number two, dread going to work daily. And this is 
can often be to the extreme, things that you normally wouldn't think about when you're on your way to work. Number three, you stop doing the things that you care about outside of work, the things that normally light you up no longer do. Number four, new ailments or health issues popping up. And this is could be anything. This is not just mental health issues, but a slew of other issues that are caused by the stress. And then number five, mood swings and mental fatigue. So that impact on your mental health overall. So these are five things. There are a million symptoms of burnout. So I want you to just really self-reflect. That is the first step to identifying what's going on, recognizing that there's an issue, and then we need to take action. So there's so many things that we can do. If you are, if you're identifying with this episode, please reach out to me. I want to help support you as much as I possibly can in this journey and give you any advice that I can or just offer my love and support for you because burnout is no joke and it can it can take out our nurses. This is what makes our nurses leave the profession altogether. This is what can cause nurses to experience extraordinary mental health struggles, which I don't want you to go through. So reach out to me. But the biggest things I want you to do, if you identify with this and you're like, oh crap, Ashley, I'm burnt out. Number one, I want you to talk to your nurse manager. I want you to explain to them what's going on. Reach out for support. If they are not a supportive manager, then I want you to reach out to the nurses you love on your unit, your charge nurse, anyone that can help support you in this journey and at least be able to look out for you and watch out for you and maybe offer some help at work. Number two, I want you to reach out to a professional. Most employers, especially for nurses and healthcare workers, have an employee assistance program that's free to you. And that gives you access to some therapy appointments that won't cost you any money that can help get you through this, give you some tools and help you really build up your toolbox of coping skills to help get you through this period of burnout. Number three, if the job is really harming you, I want you to maybe start to look for a new one. If it's the unit, if it's the trauma, if you just need a break, I want you to consider trying a different unit or maybe taking a leave. There are options available to you if you are experiencing burnout because this is not safe for your patients, but it's also not safe for you. You should not have to drag yourself through this for that long. That is just causing more trauma and causing exponentially larger symptoms as you keep trying to muscle through this. This is something you need support to get through. I don't want to overwhelm you with a billion tasks if you are experiencing burnout, so I'm going to stop with those three. That's what I want you to start with. If you are identifying with this or if you know someone who you think is burning out, I want you to speak to them about these things. So number one, talk to your nurse manager or someone on your nursing team that you trust and and love and that you know supports you so that they can help you in this phase to help get you through it, to help support you at work, help to recognize that you maybe need more breaks, that you maybe need that time off that you've been asking for. You need someone to advocate for you while you're getting through this. Number two, I want you to use the support that you have. So I want you to use employee assistance programs. Therapy is humongous. I love BetterHelp. That is a great option for you if you want to do this from home. I couldn't say enough good things about BetterHelp. If you need any help with that, please reach out to me. I'm always happy to answer any questions. And then number three, maybe consider making a change in your unit or your schedule or something. Make some sort of change that you can start to get out of the mud. 
And just to add on one more, I want you to start prioritizing what you need. I want you to start prioritizing your health and your overall mental health as well. So I want you to prioritize things like self-care, like taking time off, calling out and taking mental health days. I want you to prioritize that for yourself as you're getting through this. Okay, burnout is a huge topic. I could talk about it all day. Um, I'm sure we'll have future episodes, but I don't want to overwhelm you with this first one. So I really wanted to just give you guys an idea of signs that you can look out for if you are starting to feel burnt out. We don't want you to get to this point. So start to just recognize them early because the earlier you catch it, the faster you're going to recover or the more you're going to avoid even getting to the point where you're burning out. I hope that this episode was helpful for you. If you identify with everything that we talked about, like I said, please reach out to me. I want to support you. I'm going to be the first one to raise my hand up and give you all the love and support that you need as you're getting through this period of burnout. But also share this with some of your friends if you think that they could resonate with it. If you know anyone who's experiencing burnout or maybe experiencing burnout, please share this episode with them so that we can all support each other and build our community up. That is the best way to avoid burnout altogether is to have a strong community that supports you and recognizes when you may be feeling off. Our outside resources are often the ones that see it happening before we do because we live in our heads and sometimes we don't even notice what's going on. So use your support and build that up. So share this episode with a friend if you think it will be helpful to them. I would be eternally grateful because I just want to send the message and build our community up and support nurses as best that I can. I hope you guys are having an awesome week so far, and I will see you next time. Thank you so much for spending some time with me and our community in the nursing co-op. If you liked this episode and found some value in the content, please share it with any and all of your nursing friends on social media and tag me at Ashley underscore nursing co-op so that I can thank you personally. That way, we can continue to build this community and change nursing culture for the better. I can't wait to see what we create. I will see you next week, but until then, happy nursing.